Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Linney with my main man, Chase, in the house, in the house of house. I, I, I hope he doesn't make me cry today. We never know uh, what uh, Cordy's going to stretch. So uh, buckle up. Uh, <laughs> Chase is going to I was thinking about it today. So it's April 10th. It's about 70 days, give or take. 70 days mm-hmm. since I moved to Pennsylvania. And I've been running the company. Um, where do you want to crack open the walnut first? When you say 70 days, does mm-hmm. it feel like more or less than 70 days that you've been? It feels like it's been two years. I feel like it's feel I feel like it's been two years. Um our COO texted me Saturday and he said, uh he said, Do you even believe? what this company was 70 days ago and what it is now. He's like, it doesn't even feel like the same company. And I think my new thing I'm telling everybody that comes to works for me, it's my favorite line ever. Uh, the oxygen's different with us. Mm. Our consistency and our speed is going to suffocate you. 100% true. I mean, it feels like two years because it takes a lot of people two years to make the changes that you've made in 70 days. Well, I was thinking about it today. We went from 18 to 35 people in 70 days. Nutty. And also, by the way, you can't hire right now. Right. That's what they tell you. I mean, how much of that though? I mean, how much of that is business owners own limiting beliefs around trying to find people? Well, what I realized, and no offense to anybody that exists in that's been around in business, because they've been around in business for that long, because they know what they're doing. And I'm not, right. this is not me dogging on him. But to understand the human psychology of what people want, uh, opposed to what they believe they want is two totally different things. It's it, job postings are not going to work. Um, you know, posting something up on ZipRecruiter, if you want a warm body, that'll work. But if you're, if you're truly seeking um somebody you know it's a friend of a friend and then you vet them and then you hear how a couple other people there look here here's the game right i i would say if you had to if you had to put me up against the wall and you had to tell me the three things that i didn't realize before i started if i could start over again mm-hmm. one was hr is everything yeah. having proper handbooks and understanding i mean dude there's a four-hour conversation today about how long uh, somebody's supposed to have off a of pregnancy, and uh, you know, and then the husband is the husband supposed to have time off? I mean, that's a yeah. whole can of worms right there. Just that that conversation alone. Um, the second one is there's two types of people that you can hire. You can hire either hire experienced or not jaded. There's you know, so you can yeah. hire young and hope that they have the aptitude and the and the skills to want to drive themselves and care about something. Then you have to lay out a timeline and a vision for them to understand how they're going to do it. And, you know, the guy I hired this weekend, the 19-year-old I hired this weekend, I told him to his face, you are not qualified for this job. I told him that four times. I said, you are not qualified for this job, but my gut tells me that you care enough, you're smart, 
you're very detail oriented that you're going to catch up quicker than somebody who's going to just have a bad attitude the whole time. There's, there's certain aspects that you can't teach. And a lot of people are out there looking for the pieces that have been taught without considering that. And it's one, one reason, uh, I think you and I got along so well from the jump is we can see that we can see the mm -hmm. things that, and you are exceedingly well, you've said to me in the past that, uh, one of your gifts is seeing people, uh, where they will be five years from now. Thousand percent. We just, we just moved around four job descriptions and, and expectations because my heart told me it could work, but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't mm -hmm. And the moment I did it, click, click, boom. It was like, everybody was like owning it and they were rocking and rolling. And it was kind of like, you're like, the easiest way to describe it. And I only know, cause I played a lot of it and I don't even watch it anymore, but baseball mm -hmm. to me, like my whole day when I start is like, I have a baseball team. You got a starting pitcher, you got a third baseman, you got a designated yeah. hitter and your attitude and your behavior are going to dictate whether or not you're on the field that day. And if somebody comes in, the young, hot stud, shortstop, and your attitude is terrible, and your performance is terrible, he might take your position. He might take your position. Because one of the greatest things I ever did, ever in my life, that changed everything the way I view hiring and being a boss, is I no longer tell them, you know, they say to me, oh my God, Thank you so much for the job. No, 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 no. The job, meaning that I gave you a job would mean that I have expectations of you. No, 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 no. I gave you an opportunity. Yeah. And that you have to show up every day for that opportunity. That's the mindset shift. Well, damn. Well, that means it's all on me. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And how valuable is that? And what have you seen setting that expectation from the beginning with some of these guys? Well, I think, you know, Ryan commented about me. He's like, what, like the nuance of like being a boss is stuff they don't talk about. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot of times I set stuff up. Like I, I, I step, the, don't, the easiest way to describe it to pe for people to understand that are listening. I step somewhere on purpose. And, but then I'm, I'm saving that kind of like what I call the right hook. I'm saving it for like three months from now. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, like. I step somewhere on purpose to make me look a certain way so I can gain respect over there, but that's really not going to show up for three months. Like I know when to push and pull. I think that's like, if I could, if I could give any skill, like I'll set. I, uh, I had a, uh, my, one of my first ever business partners, we were together for like two months and he said, uh, he said like, Hey man, uh, love you and everything. But if we keep running, like you run, he goes, you're not going to have anybody around you. He was like, just, you know, so what I've done is I throttle back on my expectations of them, knowing that people can't move at the speed that I can move. And that, I think that if I had to put my finger on what like Gary V was talking about, mm -hmm. like, you know, 90% of you or 80% of you is better than than nothing. I think that's what he was like hinting on. And a lot of people just can't deal with the, um, their, their perfectionism. Like they're, they're, you know, well this, yeah, but like, have you thought about their childhood? Have you thought about what they had? 
like like this not, i'm not i'm not, this area hasn't seen a lot of me's they yeah. haven't that somebody hasn't been coached as much as they haven't been through what i've been through like i don't expect them to be at my level i don't i don't want them to be at my level i want them to be what works for their community and themselves and their family and vice versa and what's interesting right is like a lot of these people just want a chance and like, here's how, here's how wild the mindsets are here, like wild. And it all came into frame Friday when we have a person that works for us in the office, who's, who's pregnant. And I said, how much time do you expect off for maternity leave? That's what I asked. Yeah. Me and Ryan are sitting next to each other and she goes, I don't know, like six days. And Ryan looked at each other and we go, uh, yeah, no, uh, I don't no. fucking think so. No choice. She goes, well, I can't be off work for that long. I said, well, first of all, you're talking to the wrong two guys. Okay. And I looked at Ryan. I go, Ryan, I, I don't have any kids, but come on. And he's like, oh, it's like six weeks easy. And yeah. I was like, yeah. And if you want to work from home a couple of days, that's great. But we figured out a solution where her, her wife's going to come work for us. And they're going to be like one person. And it's going to be great. But that's just like, and I'm like, hey, how much, uh, another example, young kid, how much vacation days do you get at your current job? I asked him, the 19-year-old. Yeah. And he goes, well, if you work for like 90 days, you get one vacation day. And then if you work six weeks, you get three. I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> so just the whole backwards way of like, you know, pushing the thumb on the employee and making them feel like they can't, you know, like we just had power outages the last two weeks, you know, and like, yeah. he was like, well, I don't know if I can take an extra day off, like I, my vacation days. I was like, dude, you don't have any power. Like, don't worry about the vacation days. Yeah. That's how have you been? Like he waited, he waited 24 hours. Yeah. Go ahead. I think we got a little, little lag on that oil city internet. Yeah. That oil city internet. You know. <laughs> how have you, uh, how have you been reframing those expectations? Like for, for somebody that came up in that, right. And like, that's, that's the community they were raised in. Like, that's the story that's embedded. How have you been? reframing those and, and re resetting the expectation in and around uh, the business? Well, I think understanding that setting the table of knowing that I'm always available. Mm. Like if it's like, I, what I framed it as very simple is if, if, if the safety of your family is in question, I need a text. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's a drama issue or something like that, we can still have a conversation and mm -hmm. I'm happy to have it and I'm, I'm willing to address it and we could talk about it, but I don't see that as an entire emergency. I see that as somebody in your emotions are hurt, but when your family's safety is in question, uh, you know, internet or somebody's in the hospital, like they won't even tell you. And you're just like, Whoa, dude, like, this is like, we got a guy right now whose wife is sick and he's like, well, what do I do? And I'm like, take her to the, I don't care. Like, you don't have to be here. Yeah. Like, you know, but he's like, well, you sure that's okay? And I'm like, yeah. And so just, you know, you have to like reinforce it, right? Because what they do a lot too, is they say, sorry, a lot. <laughs> and I have, but see, here's what's crazy. You know, Omar Pinto, yeah. the legend mm -hmm. tells me, you know, early on in my personal development days, he said, you know, you won't have to worry about getting coaching clients because you only coach what you've been through. Mm. And so like, I had the sorries too. You know, and it wasn't until like 
Joshua Tree and that whole thing when somebody said, you know, it'd be really great since you have such strong opinions if you actually stood for something. Ooh. Instead of uh, said something and yeah. then and then and then said, well, well you know, no, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, you know, it'd be great. Just say it and be done. Mm. And that and that, you know, that journey was a was a was a prickly one. Are you uh sounds like you've taken what you learned in Joshua Tree and you've implemented it full force as CEO now? Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to, you know what's weird? Like I had created the life that I truly wanted. Like yeah. meaning didn't didn't have to go in the office didn't have to do things didn't have any of that stuff and now it's the it's the opposite it's the opposite because I, I do have to go into the office and i do have a lot of people you know wanting i need to lead and so it's all the things i think i didn't want but i'm really loving mm. and i love it and i will forever love it and so I feel like I'm really scratching that itch for me. And I'm, but I, but I only feel like I'm capable in what I'm doing because of all the years of experience of the, the wrongs, the rights, the, the different, like one of the things I talked about this weekend on Twitter was like, I co I teach, I lead my company as if I'm six months ahead of the company. Yeah. And meaning like, we have, we're overhired. We know that, but we're trying to get to a big number. That's going to take every single one of those people. So a lot of people do it the other way. They stretch and break everybody. And then it takes a year to pull everybody back together to go chase it again. Because we're, what we're also doing by having more people is when, you know, one or two people are sick or their wife's sick or something like, you know, you're not like the, the business isn't just like hamstrung. And so there's there's a there's a method to the madness, but I would say one of the the most exciting things that have happened is the phrase for it. But I say the honeymoon period is over, mm. the expectations are there, and I took the governor off the the race car, like with the with the staff, especially with the yeah. project managers. I was like, hey, it's go time, like. Yeah ask for forgiveness later, put the, put the policy in place. Let's move it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I think, I think seeing everybody feeling the excitement, getting to know everybody and having a little more freedom to allow that to happen. Um, because really what it comes down to when you're scaling a company or just when you're building your own company is people being able to speak for you. Like, what's the decision that Austin or Chase would make? Yep. Like, when you get there, that's like ultimate leverage. Speaking of getting there, and you're talking about the honeymoon period and phases of this whole journey. When did it sink in? Or when did it really sink in? Like, wow, I'm, I'm CEO of this company right now, right now. And what was that like? Say it one more time. When did it sink in that you, like, say, oh, say wow. The question. Yeah, yeah. When did it sink in that you were CEO? And what was it like when that sunk in? Oh, 
This is so me too. I wish, I, I really hope people can understand what I'm about to say because it's the weirdest thing in the world, but it's so my personality. You know, I just accepted that I was going to be CEO, made the decision, had the conversation with y'all the next day. Said, this is what's happening. Deal with it. I'm taking the reins. Um, so do that. My thing. I mean, it had to be like 30 days, like maybe, maybe 40 days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit, I'm like running a $4 million company. This is insane. And I was like, who are these other owners that allowed me to do this? Like, and it was like, it was like, it was like such a. Weird, like surreal moment and, uh, you know, creating uh, a space where like, what is going on right now? And why, you know, why is this thing happening? Um, you know, who allowed this? What, what's going on? You know, that's, that's, that's the game, right? Uh, was, you know, trying to make sense of, we're buying real estate, doing this and then boom you know six months later we're here and it's full force i'm in a different state i'm in a city i don't know anybody but i would say like my i would say like my my travel bug and like who i am like it doesn't really like bother me to like move into an area like what cracks me up the most is like now i can't even go anywhere and everybody's like oh yeah we know who you are like you're the talk of the town. Like everybody knows your energy. You're excited. They see your big truck, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so it's just, it's a wild, uh, it's a, it's a wild thing to like. This is, uh, this is part of the thing here is you, you lean into it and you embody it so well. And then I've, I've seen it in action though. Like everybody knows who you are because when you walk in somewhere, you walk up, you find somebody to shake their hand and introduce yourself. You know, like it, it is not by chance that everybody knows who you are. Like, yeah, it's a small town, it's a small area. People talk about the, the company being sold. And at the same time, like I, I was out there for two days and I saw you introduce yourself to like 20 people. You know what I found about people? You coach enough people. What's interesting about humans is they just want a chance, right? People, you know, you know what? I would say one of the biggest developments for me as a human, just, just to like, and, and this, is, this is something I hope that really like harpoons people in the heart. Like I really hope it does, right? Because I think I am that person too sometimes and, and definitely uh, past more than most. Um, you know, people aren't actually in a bad mood. They just don't feel like loved or like helped or like they just feel stuck. And when you understand that, like, when you can take their bad mood and you can make them smile, like, dude, it's game over. Like, it's game over. So instead of being complaining, like, that person's in a bad mood, go, no, no, no. Like, what's up? Like, like what's the thing? Okay, well, I've been an alcoholic for 30 years and I'm on my third divorce. Like, okay, well, that would make some life 
that would make some life experience that would affect your your behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, so like having compassion and saying, okay, well, is there something we can do? Like, and also to that point, to that point, saying sorry, even when you weren't the one that did anything, especially mm. if you're the owner of the CEO, which I had to do on Friday, me and Ryan both for no reason. We didn't even know there was a problem until there was a big problem. And, and it was like, hey, Ryan, guess what? I just ate my words and, and my ego, and you're about to do the same thing. So deal with it. That's my text to him. And he said, yeah. sounds good. And like that went miles. It went miles, right? Because I can't, I can't control what happened before. No. I don't know their previous employers. I don't know why they behave that way, but it doesn't matter. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anybody good by creating a space where we're pointing fingers. No, I mean, <laughs> every time you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. Uh, you know, you, you talk about saying sorry and also how much more or how often are you saying thank you too? Mm -hmm. Like showing mm -hmm. gratitude for any, like just these guys showing up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, no, hundred percent. I mean, I think also like, here, here's a better example, another harpoon to the heart, saying thank you and actually meaning it. Yeah. Like, you know, I think we've created a society of where it's platitude central, you know? Oh, you closed on a real estate transaction. Congrats, 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 congrats. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. That's not real. That's fake. No, no, no. Hey, man, great way, great way to go the extra mile, put in the work, and take six months to learn real estate to close a property. That's a proper fucking congratulations. Mm -hmm. Not congrats, thank you, blah, 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 blah. It's all platitudes now. It's all it's virtual like, It's like wishing it's somebody cool. happy birthday because you saw it on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. I ain't talked to you in three years. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, because that's not, that's not you really caring. You know, like, what's caring is like on Sunday when I sent four voice notes to, to men in my life that at 18 and 19 and 20 didn't allow me to fail because they lifted me up on their fucking shoulders. That's called fucking congratulations. Mm -hmm. to, 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 to say congratulations to these men who show me what it's like to be a father. Now that we're thinking about really having a kid, show me the, how to be a fucking father. That's congratulations. Now congrats, congrats, congrats. Fuck that shit. Okay. I'm so tired. It's like talking about the fucking weather. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to let you in on a secret. It's cold in the North. It's sunny in Texas and hot as fuck. Deal with it. It's been the same way for fucking a hundred years. I we we waste too much time, and 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 if I could if I could impart anything on anybody, have some fucking urgency in your life. Mm. Have some urgency to get to the next best version of yourself every day. Oh, every single day. Because what happens if you let a day go by? I don't know, uh, 365 days in a row. Well, here's what's great about that is positive. It's one step forward. But here's yeah. the problem. If you take one day off, it's not one step backwards. It's two steps. Yeah. World keeps turning. Your goals are. Here's what's great. Also, 
is you don't have to be Chase and I. I don't give a shit. If you want to be, you know, if you want to just hang out and you have a great job and you don't want all this other stuff and you don't need the rah-rah, like, great. Like, awesome. I, I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not here to offend you. I, I don't, it doesn't matter. But what matters to me is if you're going to be involved in my company and you're going to be a friend of mine and you're going to be in, you know, around me, I, we run baby. And we run because I have to, I have to impact a lot of people because of what I've signed up for. And so I think what's awesome is that my mindset now that we're a day, you know, 70, that it's, it's switched. Like it was, Hey, I hope you like me. Let me earn some respect. And I'm still earning respect every day, but now it's like, Hey, okay, it's time to go. Like it's time to go. There's a, there's a level of standard of business and there's, and there's behaviors to the clients that we're going to, that we're going to, and then the quality of work is going to, is going to go here too. And I think, I think, but I think you can be smart enough to take your time to, to instill that. Talking about we run and we stay moving. Um, take a second, reflect on the last year, early April last year to now. I mean, if somebody told you on April 10th, 2022, that a year from now, be closing on a $4 million business acquisition, you'd be CEO, running it hot, making big changes, having a record quarter one for the company for its whole lifespan. What would you have said? Um. No, I mean, now that you're saying like, how did the last 70 days feel? Dude, April 10th of last year feels like it was 30 years ago. Like how much, like, how much has happened in that short time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think, I think the word that I can use is the best latent plans can still get blown up by dynamite, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is I think the new word in business that exists that needs to be the most popular term, it's called pivot. Like it's, it's, it's a pivot world, you know, because technology is changing, things are changing, government's going on, you know, uh, the, the, the economy is shifting quicker than it's ever shifted before. And it's no longer a thing of where you can hold on to something for two or three years and hope that it works. And I, and I think ultimately, I think people can know whether or not they're in a relationship or a business or whatever that is, you can feel that it's off. Yeah. And yes, there are some times where you have to hold, you know, don't quit too soon. But if you feel off for a long period of time, then maybe it's, it's time to do the, the other thing. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've moved up from, from, from April of last year to this year is I'm no longer allowing people the benefit of the doubt to treat me in such a way that I'm going to take the high road all the time. I'm not saying... Um, call them out. I'm not saying be mean to them, but I'm I'm just not going to deal with it. I'm going to block you. I'm I'm not going to respond to you because I realize that in those type of relationships, if you give them an ounce of energy, they'll take it. And they'll so and it. so and so when people don't have anything to grab hold of, they they fizzle. Yeah. So you have to you have to just like let it. You just have to like shut it off. And then they have nothing to hold on to 
and then they just kind of give up because they're weak people anyway. So, so hear me out. And this is to everybody listening out there. I am saying this directly for my clients and I'm saying what I've seen to, to get you to understand. This can be your fucking family. I'm not talking about my family, but this can be family members. You know how many times people are like, my mom's driving me crazy. My sister's doing this. And brother, Okay, spend some time away from them and see how much they are fucking with your shit mentally and physically. Yeah. Yeah, go get that hard reset. Mm -hmm. ask, ask how it was happening to begin with. One of my favorite things is, you know, sometimes one of my favorite uh, quotes I heard is sometimes you have to stop watering flowers to see that you were really watering weeds. Ooh. That's, uh, I'll let the listeners sit on that one for a second. Because, I mean, we're talking about relationships here and how many people keep that going? You know, you take this back to what we we're talking about with business and pivoting. How many people keep watering a weed when it comes to, even if it's a job, like, like you said, you guys don't need to be us. You don't need to be like, I've coached a lot of people. I'm sure you've seen it too. We're like, I want to go off on business of my own. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a coach. And it's like, there's other sides besides what you see. And if you're crushing it at a job and you can be happy, go do it. Um, <laughs> You know, and how many people keep watering the wrong job, the wrong business? Uh, you know, in the last year, how, about, we, how many how many people keep watering the wrong self images? Well, I mean, that's really at the root of it. But I was trying to leave it, you know, a couple layers I, up. I know, but but ultimately, understand that that you know, one of the greatest things Mark England ever said to me, and I think it's the I think that I could end every coaching call this way, and life would be a better way. Yeah. He says, it's your job as a coach not to believe your client's own bullshit. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the greatest statement ever. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that steps into the role of enabler then. You know, and when you combine that, like that, that can come across as a crass statement and really underneath that is mm -hmm. empathy, right? I mean, it's, you can it's, 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 it's me as a coach and me as your friend Saying, I get that you feel that way, but I'm not going to play in that mud with you. And I'm going to believe that you're better, greater, stronger, faster, better, everything. And so understand that, 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 that I think as you get older, I think that ultimately, and this is going from a boss, this is going for an employer, this is going for a spouse, is that at, at, at some point you have to create a space where you're saying, I'm going to give you the tools necessary operate and you have to meet me halfway yeah um i think that um a large part in early in my life and early in my coaching career early in my podcasting career you know i was the quintessential savior and i still do it from time to time when i think somebody's worth saving but i but it takes so you know what's you know what you never see a lot of and maybe i'm wrong but I'm just going to go out on a limb. You don't see a lot of people that work in recovery for like many, many, many years because like it's a, it's rough. Like it's rough internally on me. It's rough. Like I, I, you know, I help guys, you know, every week, but that's a lot. And I was, when I was maxing out my clients, I was like, man, I'm just like roasted. 
And so now I've like scaled back how many clients I work in that space just to kind of give me the energy to like give them what they need. But like how many, you know, how many people are you, are you providing too much for? How many people are you like trying to save like your brother, your sister, your mother, your spouse, your friend, like they, at some point they have to like save themselves a little bit. Right. And, and that can, to rope that all back into what we're talking about, that's the same way for employees. Yeah. Like, like people show you who they are like really early and yeah, there's room to like move and get better and obviously, but there are certain behaviors that are unacceptable. And what I realized this morning, knowing that we were going to have this conversation is a lot of those people like found their way out before I even did anything because my positivity and my consistency will suffocate out anybody. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's on, you know, me and the grandfather clocks, the law of entrainment, you know, like they, they, they weren't going to start swinging at the same speed as your pendulum. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's cool. You know, that, that's one of the best ways, you know, you talk about editing people out. That's one of the best ways for it to happen. Like that's, that it's going to stay, it's going to stay. That and way. you know, and, 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 and it's like, but there was like, I didn't, sh- I didn't show any energy towards yeah in a negative way. So it gave them nothing to, f- Oh, look, exactly. see, look, see. Right. And, but it didn't give them anything. So they didn't have nothing to play back to. Yeah. They, they didn't have anything to feed the, uh, uh, someone call it a victim mentality. But what's crazy and what I want to step into now. Yeah. Like we have lofty goals and, and stuff's crazy and we're growing and I'm building up brands along the side of it. But what's the wildest thing in the world? And it's so hard to describe. It's so hard to, to say that there is no fear whatsoever. I'm not saying there's not stress. I wake up in sweats all the time. Mm-hmm. But but I don't attach myself to them. But the vision of what's happening and, and where I would say that my confidence comes is just personal confidence, but more importantly, people that I respect in business, you know, saying, man, like y'all are building it the right way. Like this is right. Like I can see the components of why this is going to make a difference. Now we have a game that's the ultimate game which is longevity. Yes. And not getting caught up in a shiny object syndrome and just building something and building it and building it and building it. Right. And this is, this, this is where the methodical like day in, day out, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road for a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And so putting, putting, you know, what I call bubbly wrap around my ideas is like what I have to do all the time. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, you know how you like, you like, uh, you know how you have like shepherd uh, dogs, yep. you know, like to keep the sheep. Yeah. That's like, I need like shepherd dogs to be like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> like, well, well, you got the five of us other owners too, to kind of like, well, that's a great idea. And <laughs> Cause I always, I always say to myself, like, man, I would really hope I, I really, I really wish I didn't have this idea. Um, but I think, the, I think that you can create ideas for yourself and play with like mentally take them to where you need to take them, but not physically take them. Yeah. Well, and, and that, and, 
that helps yeah, open up ahead. vision for the ideas that you're working on. Because if you can take that one and everything that you would have done with it and then integrate it into what you're currently working on, I mean, how much further ahead are you going to be when you finally get to the next idea? And I, and I think that, I think that as a person, I think there, it's such a, it's such a del delicate dance because you can have an idea and it can work. And then you can have another idea and it can work, but, but there has to be like, you have to get comfortable with like building while you're figuring out the idea, not the other way around. I think you need to have a vision and you need to base your thesis around something, but you can't wait forever just to do something. Like if, if, if you're, you know, if you're 23, like let's just say you're 23 and you dreamed about doing something or whatever, like if you took a two years off and you did it and it didn't work out, you're 25. Yep. Like let's calm down. Like yeah. you still got your whole life, you know, or vice versa. If you're 50 and you took two years to try something out, you're still 52. Yep. How, uh, looking back on it, talking about that, how would the acquisition have went if you had, if, if you and we had overthought it, if we were looking for every last answer before we ever put a letter of intent in? Would it have even had, would you, would we be having this conversation? No, I, no I'd still be in Texas. No, I mean, you know, I, it, it's, it's not always the smartest that win. It's not always the most driven. It's a lot of times the people that are willing to put it on the line and take the risk. I know that you've talked to individuals and I've had conversations with individuals worth eight, eight, nine figures a year. And, uh, I'll say something and they're like, well, I'm gonna have to think on that. Cause you just went over my head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are, there are some brilliant individuals that make, and, and, and the, there's also individuals that started and kept going. Like it's, it's not, people think it's an intelligence and having to know the answers game and, and like, I'm we're, we're blessed to have some savages that are super smart with CCH and also just go like I it's one thing that I try to impart on so many people just do the damn thing I mean to your point everything you were just saying like you can either have results or you can have death by regrets mm -hmm. well you're just like, what's the other option? Like, more importantly, like, what are you scared of? Like, you know, like, meaning that, like, are you scared of, like, your mom not understanding or your dad not understanding or your brother? Like, who cares? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter anything. Like, I think when you can have humility, like, mm. I'm very open about the fact that, like, I don't understand, you know, the, the seer unit size, you know, to flow ratio of the, yeah, I don't know that, but I know what's damn good business and damn good business is, you know, treating your employees amazingly and treating your customers the same too. Uh, I was listening to Tim Ferriss and Danny 
Meyer talk this morning. Danny Meyer is a, I mean, he's like the king of the king of the restaurants, Shake Shack, uh, Eleven Park, Madison, all the stuff. Yep. And he said, there's five stakeholders in all of your, you know, in your business. And he goes, the number one stakeholder is the employees. He goes, not the investors, not the customers. And he goes, don't get me wrong. I love the customers. They're right there too. But it's the internal family that you spend, you know, 90% of your day with. Like on that note, talking about how uh, some individuals will say it's hard to find talent. And yeah, it takes being active. How many businesses is it hard to find? Do they think it's hard to find talent when really their people aren't happy and they're, they got turnover and it's blatant when somebody comes to interview that there's someone that they won't want to work for. Like how, how much is that the problem more so than just not being able to find people? 99%. Yeah. You know what, you know, what's an amazing phrase and sentence that like can literally buy so much goodwill with your employees that I would say 70 to 80% of business owners don't do. Hmm. How you doing? Yeah. Last time I checked, let me go out on a limb here. It's your business. They came to work to service your business and your vision. I'm sure it would be nice to ask them how they're doing. Yeah, maybe. They, they and then might the second thing, yeah. And then on Wednesday, what we're doing, you know, this will come out later. But one of the, you know, one of the guys came up to me and they said, we have no incentive to do our job faster or better here. What's the point? That's right. When I first started and I said, no, you're hundred percent right. So we're allowing, you know, bonuses, commissions for everybody that works at the company. If you bring in business, if you turn us on a lead, et cetera. Like just creating, now we went from two salesmen, 35 salesmen. Now we have an army servicing the team. Yeah, I know, but isn't that going to be more, more money out of your pocket? Yes, but there's also going to be more money coming in because of this thing. Yeah. I, think, I think one of the biggest issues with businesses is they don't understand what real ROI means, like return on investment, like mm -hmm. an investment in your employees the people that are out there, the face of your freaking company, like that investment is everything. And when they, when they, when they wear the, the, the logo with pride and they want to do it and they're happy about where they work, I would imagine they're going to return that favor to their customer. And that customer is going to talk about it. Self-fulfilling prophecy. That's a uh... guy today. Long story, he, do, he does a couple of different things. Just He's just a guy that comes by the business. Mm -hmm. uh, he drives off eggs uh, yeah. and he takes our metal away, him and his brother. They're really, really nice guys. They come in like twice a week. They have a couple of trailers that they, that they have. And, and one of the trailers has, you know, some wood on it and it's fine. But the wood, you know, the wood could be replaced. It's not nothing crazy. And uh, I said, hey, man, will you, you let me do a favor for you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, do you mind if I place, replace the wood in your trailer? And he was like, why? And I was like, just because? And he was like, well, that's unexpected. And I much appreciate it. That's the theme of every business that I'm going to be a part of. Well, that's unexpected, but I appreciate it. If you could go back to January 1st, what would you have done first? 
I would have finished my house first. <laughs> <laughs> I would have started it working on it from Texas. Uh, if I could start it over again, um, I would have took every staff member to breakfast for 30 days straight, one-on-one. -on -one. That's what I would have done. Um, taking that time, letting them ask questions about who I am, why I'm here, what I'm doing. They like to know about the podcast, stuff like that. Um, I would have done a little more uh, upfront knowledge on um, just HVAC and systems and stuff, but I mean, it hasn't really affected me, to be honest with you. Um, and I would have focused on the handbooks and the policies. If you could go back to December 31st and tell yourself one thing heading into it, what would you tell yourself? Uh, remove the word I and start saying we. Mm. Um, if I would if. say in two weeks, yeah, in two weeks, I have an interview. Um, I, I, I met a person on Twitter who runs a very, very, very successful company. Um, and she said, when I met her on Zoom, she said, nobody, um, nobody talks in person anymore. And I said, well, bullshit that. And so she goes, we'll prove it. And so I just went and bought a ticket and flew down to Tampa for the day and hung out with her. Mm. And that's where that I wean thing came from. And she said, Austin, you know, you're, you're fiery and you're excited. But she goes, I'm letting you know right now because I run a very, very large company. Uh, it can't be a personal vendetta for you to be successful. It can't be you carrying the fucking load and the stress and all this shit like this. Like you have to let the people that you've hired do the thing that they were hired to do and you have to relinquish some sort of control uh and you and more importantly oh also i really in the first 30 to 40 days i really let my morning workout routine like go mm -hmm. and that really destroyed me because i was stressed about getting in the office earlier we're not in our home all these things and when i let that slip my uh, stress level spiked as well too but ever since i got that back under control it's been a lot better nice what would you say to yourself being 70 days in um like like what what would you from last december last april say to you now about what you've accomplished you should have started this sooner <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I feel like, I feel like 40, you know, 40 years, whatever you want to call it. I feel like 40 years of what we're doing, like it's all the pieces are coming together. Like this is a, this is right where we need to be. I love it. There's so much fulfillment from it. It's crazy as shit. It's awesome. It's ridiculous. It's wild. It's amazing. It makes me smile. It makes me happy. Um, but you pace yourself, you know, um, I, 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 you know what, now that you just made something click in my head, my goal over the next three to four months is for me to leave for two weeks on purpose mm. and just let it run. And then, you know, let them have that freedom to just 
run the business, right? And yep. um, I, I, I want to say, I think Dan Sullivan talked about it. Maybe, maybe some author was talking about how he would leave for a month at a time and he would gear him up for it. And then he would just, it would just like taught his team empowerment. I know. Uh, them, yeah. I think Good Mike McCallowitz talks about that. That in, was uh, who it was. Yep. It was Mike McCallowitz. That's who it was. Yeah. Yep. Good, good, good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and not needing to get, you know, not needing to like suck out that power void and let them step up into empowerment is only going to make the team stronger. hundred percent. I mean, that, that's a, that's a true leader. That's what I, I'm, I admire and I'm grateful for you uh, being there and doing because you're, you're creating that for them. And, and you got a team that's building that building, you're building that team and they're building themselves to run the show. And, and you get to be out doing where you being and living where you excel. And it's, it's really cool. 100%. Well, dude, I thank you so much, man. Hope everybody got some, some deep value from this conversation. It's always good to come on and wrap with Chase. Um, so if you like this, send it to a friend and we'll see you next time.